Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. Another game day for the Philadelphia Flyers, and here's episode 17 of Flyers Daily. Here we go. And welcome to episode number 17 of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Everybody, thank you so much for listening and continue to rate, continue to subscribe, continue to leave those reviews. I'm not sure why. I always say this. I'm told it's important. And I appreciate everybody who has left us a rating and review already. I love it. I've been reading your reviews and you people are far too kind. Let's not make a habit of that. Anyway, a ton to get to tonight here. A ton to get to here on episode 17 of Flyers Daily. Flyers did not play on Wednesday evening. Matter of fact, the teams that they're battling with in the Eastern Conference for playoff positioning essentially didn't play either. The only games in the NHL, three of them, only uh, two Eastern Conference teams did battle. That was the Canadians and the Bruins, and the Bruins beat the Canadians 4-1 to in Boston. So the other games were Calgary taking on the Kings and Blackhawks and Canucks, but Thursday night going to be a busy night on the NHL card, including the Philadelphia Flyers back in action down in Florida. Game number two of this three-game road trip against the Florida Panthers. So that'll be an interesting matchup for sure with a lot on the line and Panthers are going to want to return the favor for that 4-1 defeat that they suffered to the Flyers on Monday night. Islanders will be in action uh, also tonight in Nashville to take on the Predators. Also, the Maple Leafs will be at home hosting the Dallas Stars and the Blue Jackets will be in Buffalo to take on the Sabres. The Blue Jackets have lost two straight games. Got a point out of one of them, but have lost two straight games is the magical ride. And uh, the great play that they've been riding is that starting to fade for the Blue Jackets with no Seth Jones. We'll see if John Tortorella can rally the troops once more. But as uh, Flyer fans are saying today, let's go Sabres. No doubt about it. So the standings uh, coming into uh, this evening on Thursday night with a a full card of hockey and a lot of action on the table. The Flyers still hanging on to wild card number two uh, to start this evening. And they have 69 points. Carolina 67 uh, is just out of the playoff picture, as is Florida. The Flyers opponent tonight with 66 points. And the Columbus Blue Jackets one point ahead of the Flyers. And the New York Islanders, three points ahead of the Flyers with 72 points. And all of a sudden, now the Islanders are a team I thought could drop out. They're a team that's nipping at the heels at the number two spot. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, who have 74 points. And don't look now, but they're all not that far back from Washington, who leads the division with 77 points. This is going to be insane how this plays out. But let me give you some numbers real quick. And we're going to get to a ton of Twitter questions today um, and a lot of good ones. The Flyers' remaining schedule, they have the 10th hardest schedule coming down the stretch. The win percentage of their opponents the rest of the way is 549. That's the winning percentage. The Columbus Blue Jackets, one of the teams the Flyers are competing with here, has a the 14th hardest schedule down the stretch, a 544 win percentage. Toronto's got the 15th hardest with 554 um, winning percentage of its opponents. 
The Islanders have the fifth hardest schedule at 552. So tough games down the stretch, a lot of division games. But right now the Flyers are on pace for 97.9 points in the season and about a 58% chance to make the playoffs, 57.8 if we're being exactly accurate. That's minus nine points from the loss they suffered against the Islanders. So in, in essence, they were at 66. Now they're at 59. One win obviously changes a lot. Uh, somebody's going to be left out in the cold here with a pretty decent record. Let's hope it's not the Philadelphia Flyers. That's the latest on where they are in the standings. Real quick before we go any further as well and get to some Twitter questions, um, I implore all of you, go check out Flyers Fix episode number two. Uh, Brian Smith and I had a nice 20-minute sit-down with Elaine Vino. A lot of great stuff in there. You really can crawl inside his head and get his mentality on coaching, how he deals with players, how he implements systems, how he's assessed the growth of his team throughout this year. So check out that uh, Flyers Fix episode number two. And also in that uh, same episode, there's a sit-down interview with Brian Smith and I and Claude Drew and Michael Raffle together, and you're going to see a different side of these players uh, than you normally see, like they get pucks deep and we got to get bodies to the net and all that stuff. It's a lot more fun than that. So check it out. Enjoy the interview. Leave us a rating and review there as well on Flyers Fix episode number two. All right. In the meantime, let's get to the business and the Twitter questions. we got a bunch to get to tonight. We start off with AJ Yates tweets in a Yates 18 on Twitter. He says, why do you think the Flyers are being so hush on Nolan Patrick? Or do you think it's just status quo? And we're freaking out too much over him practicing last week. I don't think they're being hush. I think when it's an injury situation and one that's got a lot of question marks, like dealing with migraine issues and which is obviously a brutal thing to have to deal with i've always said the worst thing you could ever die of would be a headache and a migraine but uh, i don't think that they're being hush on it i just think that there's an unknown factor to this um but they're hoping to get him back at some point this season i do too um and i hope for the young man that he's feeling better and not living with these migraine headaches every day um sizzle sizzle by tizzle Turtle19820 tweets in. He says, why does it feel like our offense, since the Legion of Doom, just can't score like other teams? Well, that's interesting because there is that – you get that feeling a little bit because they don't have a David Pasternak. They don't have an Alexander Ovechkin. Not many people do. Um, but Or an Austin Matthews or a Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid, guys that score tons of goals, upwards of 40 goals already this season. But the deal is this, is that the Flyers have the 10th amount 10th most goals for in the NHL right now. They have 179 goals for. That's actually tied with two other teams, Vegas and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And it's also, now the Bruins have 188, but they have David Posternock. So I guess it feels like they score a ton more goals. But the Flyers do have more goals than a lot of teams maybe you wouldn't expect. Maybe you wouldn't expect them to have more goals than the Winnipeg Jets with Shifley and Wheeler and Line and all those guys. Flyers do. Flyers have more goals than the Islanders. Flyers have more goals than the Arizona Coyotes, the Dallas Stars, the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I get the feeling that they don't score a tremendous amount of goals. Their scoring is just much more spread out than it is with some of those other teams, which is a good thing. But you also love to have one of those guys like Pasternak, right, who's going to be able to score every time he goes down the ice. Uh, Robert tweets in and says, does AV goalie swap from here on out? Does one goalie get more starts? Is it possible both goalies could potentially play in the playoffs in this day and age? 
I don't think both would play in the playoffs unless things went awry, things went poorly. I don't think you enter playoffs like that. I don't think you have success in the playoffs if you're trying to go back and forth with goaltenders. And I don't think you go Carter Hart at home and uh, Brian Elliott on the road. It just doesn't work that way. And number one. Number two, um, Carter Hart's numbers last year on the road were better than his numbers at home. So it's a bit of an anomaly this year. It's just the way things have kind of broken down with the schedule and when they had poor performances. It also speaks to the road record. I think that's more of an anomaly. They've done a lot of things to try and fix that road record, and they've been better of late. Now, I know they lost last night or two nights ago to the New York Islanders on the road. But before that, they had a nice stretch of games where they won on the road, including a win in St. Louis, including a win in Washington. Jeremy Goodman tweets in and says, when does Nolan Patrick have to play slash how many games does he have to play to be activated for the playoffs? There's there's no restriction on that. Um, Nolan Patrick, when he comes back, I imagine he'll get an AHL stint um, where he does not have to clear waivers, by the way, because it would be a conditioning stint and he would be eligible right away. Um, Rick in Oregon says, how do you really feel about the loser point? <laughs> Good one, Rick, because I've ranted on this podcast on Flyers Daily many times that I hate the loser point, even though it has benefited the Flyers on occasion. I just don't like the way it's 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 been instituted into the game. It makes it so hard for teams to make up ground and it's just far too often a team in the last eight minutes of the third period in a close game just plays to get that point. I don't think it does the game any favors and doesn't make it more exciting down the stretch. I think teams go into a shell just trying to get the point and then they go to overtime and see if they can get the other point. AJ Yates tweets in and says, who answers for the slow starts in games? It's been going on for years with multiple coaches, so who takes accountability? So frustrating. Well, it is an issue, and clearly, and it's been an issue. Um, To me, it's not a coaching thing. When you're dealing with pro athletes, it's not the coach's responsibility to get an athlete, a professional athlete, ready to play. That's incumbent upon the players. So whatever they got to do to make sure that when they come out of that locker room, they need to tear the door off the room when they come out for that first period and be ready to play. Because if not, you're chasing a game, you get scored on early, and you're chasing the scoreboard, and that's never advantageous. Uh, Suit Guy says, will you ever win a Stanley Cup? Asking for a friend. Well, I probably will never win a Stanley Cup because I don't play in the NHL. Suit Guy. But thanks for the uh, stupid tweet. Um, Jeremy tweets in and says, Chuck Fletcher's trade history, knowing it, do you trust him to bring in the right player before the deadline? I've been pretty open and on the record about the deadline. I'm not a big deadline guy. Um, Show me the examples where a team brings in a player at the deadline and that helps them go on to win a cup. They're just not there. I don't, and the price at the deadline is so high, it's so inflated that it's oftentimes you don't get a good deal. You're not going to get a good deal going forward. I don't love get grabbing guys that are rentals, and I don't love adding a player into the the chemistry of a team that's making their way to the playoffs and then changing the way the team slots. It just doesn't work most times. People go, a lot of people watch hockey and they go, well, just add a third line center and everything. Will be, if it's an upgrade, it's an upgrade. Well, a lot of times it's not. That player has to learn the system. He has to learn how to play with those players. Those players have been going all season playing with each other. Now all of a sudden everything's changed because different players like the puck in different areas or possess the puck differently. So I'm not a big, uh, I'm not big on that anyway. 
So uh, this year's Brian, Brian Gartside says, does Hart get his road game straight? And if not, do you alternate home and away in the playoffs? Kind of addressed that before. No, I don't. I don't alternate games at all. Hart will get some starts on the road here. I imagine he'll get more starts if he stays healthy down the stretch here than Brian Elliott will. Um, but there are some back-to-back situations, and in those back-to-backs, I would imagine they will do what they can to start hard at home and start Elliott on the road, being as, with the standings as tight as they are. Um, Heights tweets in and says, been a while since we had a thir- consistent 30-goal scorer on the team. Yeah, it's great to have a balanced lineup with 20-goal guys, but it feels like we're missing that one big scorer. Do you think JVR was supposed to be that guy? Well, JVR was supposed to be a 30-goal scorer, absolutely. Um his six years in Toronto, he averaged 30.5 goals per 82 games. So it wasn't like we're, they were asking him to do something he hasn't done. Now, he got hurt last year. He did score goals in bunches. I think he had 27 last year. Um, it was a slow start, obviously, this year. The shooting percentage wasn't good. Um, but they don't. you're right. They don't have a guy that's going to go out and give you 40. At Sandus, Minnesota, tweets in. He says, I'm still sad from the game against the Islanders. Can you help me off the ledge, Jason? Well, here's the the way I can help you off the ledge, Sandus. Real easy. That game happened, and they didn't lose any footing because of the way the other teams that they're competing with paid in the division. Now, a win would have been great because you would have moved up, but that loss didn't pop you out of the top eight in the Eastern Conference. If that helps you off the ledge i hope it does uh tl tweets in he says are they playing the systems that av envisioned going into the season or have they made large adjustments i guess did they have in so far as talent that they thought they had well i think that we really saw a lot of this in the beginning of the year where elaine vino was putting his players in different combinations and in different positions all over the ice to see what he had to see who could play his system and who they had to play with to have the most success playing the system and I think it's taken till midway in the season for him to start to really understand the characteristics and traits of each player to put them in the best position to succeed while playing his system they're playing his system it's, it's his way or the highway. That's, that's not going to change. Um, Justin tweets in and says, huge Provorov guy, but not sure he's the right guy for PP1. Feels like Sanheim and 53 are more natural in that spot. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, the power play just hasn't looked fluid. I don't like the way that they're trying to obtain the zone. Um, I'm not a huge dump it and go after a guy on the power play because I think it's so much about possession. And when you do that, you risk possession, even though you could get two guys, one man on the body, next man on the puck and support it. Um, But I don't love that system. I don't like the way that they've been obtaining the zone and things don't look right. I don't know if that's a Proveroff issue, but they need to fix that issue because you need to have a dangerous power play, especially to have success should you make the playoffs. Uh, Carmen says, would you make a trade to help this team now or wait until see if they have a real shot at the playoffs? Well, I talked about the trade part. Um, If I'm making a trade, I'm only making a trade that's going to help me now and long term. I'm not getting a rental. And as far as the second part of his questions, the wait and see if they have a real shot at the playoffs. Well, they have a shot at the playoffs. They're a playoff team right now. So to say they have a shot at the playoffs, they... I know the percentage is 57.9 or whatever I brought up earlier, but do they have a shot at the playoffs? Absolutely they have a shot at the playoffs. 
Mikey D tweets in and says, how many goals do I got to sacrifice until the Flyers land a player like David Pasternak through the draft or otherwise? Yeah, guys like Pasternak, look, they don't come around very often. He's just a gifted goal scorer, tremendous release, can get it off from anywhere, just amazing stuff. So um, sometimes it's a little bit of luck in the draw as well. Uh, Ghost Bear tweets in at Cry Flyers. He said, what are your thoughts on the way advanced statistics and analytics are changing the way hockey is commented on? I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure how that's changing how it's commented on other than, you know, the people that are staunch analytics people judge players. I think sometimes too much on analytics and not on eyeball. To me, you got to mix the two. And if you watch a player enough and you see what they're good at and see what they're not good at, and you can kind of know what the analytics are without even reading the analytics. But I believe in analytics, but only to an extent. Because analytics will never measure heart, character, and those kind of things. The kind of teammate you are, they, they can't measure those things. While they do have a place in the game for me, they're not the be-all, end-all, and I'm not going to judge a player specifically just on analytics. It's got to be a lot more than that. All right, last question here. Volt Ron Hubbard tweets in and says, Why hasn't the organization, that'd be the Flyers, ever tried putting Ghost on the wing with his offensive instincts? What do they have to lose? Well, you just, you're not going to put a player like Ghost on the wing. I just, I don't see the upside in it. Um, while he is a shifty skater, there's this notion that he is a really fast skater. He's not a really fast skater, but he's tremendously shifty on his skates. And on the wing, you got to win a lot of board battles, and that's not one of the strengths of his game. So I, I don't think that that's going to happen. I'd be stunned if it did, but uh, I just don't see that happening. All right, everybody, that is episode number 17 of Flyers Daily. We'll have another one for you after the Flyers take on the Florida Panthers. It's going to be a big night in the NHL as the push to the playoffs continue. Thank you for listening, everyone, and enjoy your hockey, will you? I can't expect you to see That my voice is destroyed Just it in here.